Welcome to On The Fly, a Financial Literacy Institute podcast, where our mission is to teach the financial literacy skills we should have learned in school. We cover financial basics, investing, business ownership, real estate, and everything in between. On The Fly. Welcome back to another episode of On The Fly. Today, we are not joined by any guests, but rather doing an episode between myself, Zach, and Yinka, where we are going to discuss our goals for 2023. And this kind of idea was spurred from listening to one of the episodes of the Bigger Pockets podcast, where David and Rob kind of went over their goals. I was like, you know, this may be a good idea to do on our episode and kind of speak our goals into existence. So not only we can hold ourselves accountable, but all of you listeners as well can also hold us accountable. So before we get rolling into that, um, Yinka, I know that the semester is finally over, so I'm sure you're happy about that. Zach is finally back from the honeymoon and mm-hmm. life is good there too. So how's your week going, guys? Yeah, I mean, as you just mentioned, Sean, the school semester ended a little over a week ago. Been uh, glad to be on break, kind of. I wouldn't even say it's a break as a whole. It's more of a break from school. I've been super busy, as you guys know, working on the business as well as, you know, doing some traveling here and there. Um, and I just know winter break's going to go by like this. Um, but yeah, no, just been just been glad to kind of be absent from the schoolwork and kind of get that break from school. So I've been doing pretty good. Awesome. Good to hear, Yanka. Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm finally a, a married man. And so now Lindsay's moved in with me. We're organizing everything, getting all of her uh, stuff set up, getting the place we're at actually looking like a home. There's now some pictures on the walls, whereas there wasn't when only I was living here. But uh, all of Lindsay's cooking and organizing and everything uh, she loves to do, she's phenomenal at. So she's making, <laughs> as the funny saying goes, she's making the house a home. So uh, she's doing a great job and I couldn't be happier. That's awesome, guys. I'm happy for both of you. And I'm happy that now you got plenty more time to focus on FLI and not worry about classwork and presentations and all that. And I would just say on my end, too, it's life has been good. It's I thought it was going to slow down heading into winter, but it has not slowed down both in my full time job and in the detailing business. But we're just going to keep on keeping on. But. So kind of what we're going to go over today is we're going to cover our goals for 2023. And now that's really going to be where each of us talk about the five to seven biggest goals or number one things we're focusing on going into the new year. And as as most of you know, goals tend to evolve as the year goes on. And in most cases, at least in my experience, they tend to evolve for better and new focuses, new visions, new purposes come to light. And it allows us kind of to iterate our goals from there. So as we kick this off, I want to throw it over to Zach and have him start running through his list and commenting and giving a little bit of perspective about why these are things are important and what the main motivation for these goals are. Absolutely. Thanks, Sean. So I have a few goals. And then after that, I want to get into uh, another various aspect of uh, what I'm looking into next year. So starting off with goals. my biggest ones buy a house. Lindsay and I just got married, moved into uh, a townhouse we're renting right now. Um, it would be awesome, not only financially, but uh, to have a home that we own, right? So we can actually start punching holes in walls and doing things we really want to do, uh, really customize it to ourselves. Um, so we've been searching around uh, kind of the Columbus, Ohio area. Obviously, the housing market has been pretty hot the last couple months. Uh, it's slowing down a little bit now. So 
we have kept our eye on realtor.com. We are uh, searching far and wide for some houses in our price range that we like that are in good uh, areas for commuting. So one of the goals is buy a house. Uh, steps to accomplish that goal, um, obviously mon- money is a, is a big aspect of, of buying a house. So um, right now, Lindsay is between jobs because she quit the job to move down with me. So um, we have been focusing on uh, our kind of side hustles, right? Amazon, we've been focusing on our, our Etsy and various things we're selling. Um, and she will get back to work at some point. Um, she's in no rush and I'm not pushing her. I want her to find a position that she really likes um, and doesn't hate going to work every day. So um, we focus on Amazon, Etsy, other ways to make money so that we can accomplish our goal of buying a house. That leads into the next goal, um, which is um, sell. I had $15,000 in revenue on Amazon. Right. So $15,000 is the number I picked there because that sells out of my current stock of what I've ordered so far uh, that Amazon has in inventory. So $15,000 is a lot. Uh, Revenue in sales is $15,000. That's a much different number than profit. Um, A general rule of thumb, which holds true for my product, which is a a curl broom maker, is that you can typically expect a profit about a third or 30% of your sales. So a $15,000. Uh, sales number would profit me around $5,000. So while that's not a ton of money, that would be a great step um, in gaining popularity and reviews and building up uh, this Amazon listing brand and product so that hopefully over time it snowballs and we can turn that $15,000 number into into a higher number. Um, The steps to accomplish that goal, to hit that $15,000 sales mark, uh, is increased advertising, running Amazon ads, you know, we're doing Google ads, uh, various things like that. Word of mouth marketing is a big one um, and social media as well. So goal number two, um, sell out of the product we have right now on Amazon. Uh, and my third and final goal for next year is be three places I've never been. Um, so at the beginning of the year, we're heading to Las Vegas for a couple of days. Um, and then Italy is another one. I've always wanted to be uh, out of the country and somewhere cool. Italy checks that box, and Lindsay has wanted to go there for her entire life. She has um, a cousin stationed in the Air Force out there, so we're going to make a point to go out there, visit some of her family while they are there, um, and see some of the Italian countryside and uh, visit Europe. The third place, um, we don't know yet. So that's a, th- a third place we haven't been is, is still open to open to booking. Um, Lindsay and I have been kind of exploring where we want to go, but we've had the travel bug lately, especially being on the honeymoon. We've been, uh, we went to Mexico and being out of the country for the first time, it was an all-inclusive, it was a blast. We saw a ton of things that we never have before and it really made us want to experience more new things. So we've been watching a lot of, uh, travel YouTube and stuff like that. So, um, again, accomplishing that goal, being three places we've never been, um, Money is a, is a lot of it too, right? So obviously, if you have uh, money, money solves a lot of your problems. So working, saving money, budgeting, we've been cracking down on our budgeting. Um, we have been, we got our travel credit card, our Chase Sapphire Reserve, right? So we're trying to get all our points and save uh, every way we can, get our travel points and get some free flights, free hotel rooms, stuff like that. So um, that comes with celebrating your success successes, right? That's a topic we've covered in previous podcasts. And that wraps up the third goal, which is B three places. Uh, I've never been, I mentioned at the beginning, uh, that I want to talk about the goals and then get into, um, life goals or your life purpose. And I was just talking with Lindsay, um, before the podcast about this, and she brought up a good point to me 
when I was talking about what I thought was my life purpose. And she said, I think that's more of a life goal. And there's a difference there. And we got in the conversation of how life goals might be something you want for your life, where your life purpose is maybe what you're more put here to do. Um, when I was talking about um, what turned out to be, I think, is my life goal, that is to be a good husband, eventually a good father and a good friend. Um, those are the things I want to do in my life. My life purpose, uh, what I'm put here to do, shortly put in summary, is to provide. And there's a lot of levels um, down from there. So whether that's providing for friends or for Lindsay or for general, my general peers, just people uh, that I meet, people that we might meet through FLI that reach out to us, right? So providing for friends might be something like providing stability, friendship, and support when they need it. Uh, if you're talking about providing for my beautiful wife, Lindsay, maybe that's safety, love, or uh, providing monetarily, right? Uh, again, this, this ties back into uh, the three goals I have for 2023. When you're thinking about your goals, especially ones um, that break down as far as daily and then weekly, monthly, and maybe you get into yearly, a five-year, 10-year plan, you want to start from the top down. This is another thing I was talking to Lindsay about. If you can find what your goal is, overarchingly, maybe five, 10 years or your life goal, things you really want to do, you can then break that down and figure out, okay, I need to do this you know, maybe every year, every month, every week, and every day. It's a lot easier to break down what you want to do tomorrow, what your goal should be tomorrow to help you achieve what you want to later in life. So breaking down your goals from the top is a very good strategy, I think, um, to help you achieve or, or know what you want to do daily, weekly, monthly. Um, anyway, I was talking about uh, my life purpose, which is to provide. Um, and I was talking about how it's different for friends, maybe your wife, your family, and for FLI, how that relates to FLI um, is providing things that I have learned, right? Things that I have experienced and gained knowledge in just through um, the experience I've had in life, right? So if I'm providing uh, to an FAC member, right? If I'm a financial accountability coach and they wanna come talk about Amazon FBA, I have experienced Amazon FBA, and I think my life purpose is to provide. So if I can provide that person with info on how to maybe skip a couple of days of um, an issue that I went through and I can save them some time, I'm helping them, right? So that all ties into my life purpose, I think, which is to provide. Um, I wholly believe that people are what makes life worth living. This is like a, kind of a bigger picture existential uh, branch that I was thinking about as well. Most people don't uh, lie on their deathbed and talk or think about or say to the people around them, man, I wish I worked more, right? Now, you want to work during your life and set yourself up for um, a successful uh, life. But when you're on your deathbed and when you're in moments that matter, you think about the people that are around you, right? And so I want to live my life so that I'm not disappointed um, with how I have lived. The people and experiences that you make during life are, are really what matter. Um, that was another little branch that I was just thinking about as I got into the big existential life goals and life purpose. But in summary, life goals and life, pur life purpose are different. Life goals are what you want. And what I want in life is to be a good husband, eventually a good father and a good friend. 
my life purpose, what I'm here to do is to provide. And I think being able to summarize something as large as your life purpose is in something as small as two words um, actually took me a little bit. It took me a bunch of time talking with Lindsay and uh, she's really good at helping me with that stuff. So in summary, um, three goals for 2023 for me, buy a house, be three places I've never been, clear out my Amazon inventory, sell 15K worth of sales. My life goal is to be a good husband, eventually a good father, and a good friend. My life purpose, what I'm here to do, is to provide. And that wraps up my goals for 2023, my life purpose, and my life goal. Absolutely. Great, Zach. And great, great explanation about all of that. And I think, too, you touched on your life purpose to provide. And I think even going a step further, provide value is mm-hmm. like another key component to that, too. But, you know, phenomenal. I have no doubts whatsoever that you're going to be able to achieve that and that you'll smash those goals with flying colors. Um, so great job, Zach. And then I'll kick it over for myself and I'll run through mine real quick. So I kind of broke mine down into, I believe I have six of them here. So I like to break my goals down into financial, family, mental, physical, my W-2 job, my luxury auto detailing business, real estate, and then Financial Literacy Institute. So I like to kind of categorize them out so I can see them all separately versus like a list of 25, 30 goals. So I want to start with my number one goal financial wise is to double my income from this this year. So going from all of my sources of income from my W-2 to real estate to detailing to any other sources that I can dream up over the next year. I wanna take whatever my total W-2 income is or total tax return income, and I wanna double it for next year. And the way I'm gonna do that is I have to work much harder, make more commission at my full-time job. I have to develop luxury auto detailing and scale that to where I can gain more profit, to where I can reduce expenses and get that automated to a point to where it's also not taking up so much of my time. And then on the real estate side of things, I need to buy more properties. I need to generate more cash flow. I need to trim down my expenses on that route. And then also with FLI, one of our big goals as a group, but even tying into like a personal goal is the generation of revenue here. And that ties into doing more speaking events, doing more events, coaching more people, helping more people. But that's something that's even more of a longer term goal. So kind of in summary of that, doubling my income is something that will pull from five or six, even seven different areas where I can generate income. So my second goal on the mental side is I wanna read 12 books this year. I've had this goal on my list for the past three years and I have not checked it off in any of the past three years. Every time I start, I'm kind of a slow reader too. And I know like I've been holding back from listening to books because I listen to podcasts, but I know at some point I'm going to do that. And it's going to become the way that I actually read books. But it's something about picking up a book and just reading it and flipping the pages that makes me feel like a sense of accomplishment. And I just need to be more determined and more focused to actually read through those books quickly and not skip a night when it's 1130 and I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I need to read for 10, 15 minutes so I can get those 12 books done. So I think this year I finished at like seven or eight. So it's not too far off, but I need to do better on that. 
Um, one of my big goals for luxury auto detailing is to either buy or rent a permanent location. And what that looks like is finding somewhere that's central to the majority of my customers, that's in a safe area, that has the amenities that I need, and that allows for growth of employees and bringing in more new customers, adding more different types of services. And the way that I can get there is also financially related to how much income I make as a whole, but also how much income the business can generate so that it can offset those added expenses. So obviously when you add more capacity, whether it's through people, through its location, you have to find ways to afford that. And the affording that is the big challenge that I'm fighting right now. And it's almost going to be a leap of faith to where I have to say, you know what, I'm just going to jump in and do it and figure it out or build the parachute on the way down. So rolling into one or my real estate goal for, I guess, a goal that I set for myself oh, two years ago when I bought my first property was that I wanted to buy one property a year for the next five years. So in five years, by the time I was 27, I'd have five properties under my belt. Well, this year I ended up buying two. So it kind of scaled it up a little bit further. So for 2023, I want to buy one residential, but also one commercial property. And I currently don't own anything in the commercial space, but I want to break into that. And I have a few properties in mind and a few people I've been talking to that could allow me to do that. And then the residential side, just keep using the same formula that I, that I have been using here in Akron to buy houses in an average area, but that offer good rent potential, good renovation potential, value add, so that I can increase the value of the property, but also provide a nice residence for someone here in Akron, Ohio to live. And in, in along with that, making the community better by improving land, improving real estate, and giving people something to be proud of. So with that, you know, the big aspect there is also funding and ties back into financial. I need to make more money. I need to find creative ways to finance properties. And that's something that we've talked about on previous episodes too, like with Todd Baldwin, where he's found creative ways to generate income, whether it's through house hacking, whether it's through wholesaling, or even just creative financing. So that's a big aspect of real estate that I need to tap into because most of my pro properties and projects have been through conventional financing. So along with that, it'll be a major year of learning on the real estate side of things to figure out how I can scale into bigger and better deals and still have fun doing it along the way. And I don't know if I'll ever take the jump into doing real estate full time, but who knows where the where uh, life will take me? And then lastly, my big goal for the Financial Literacy Institute is to complete a podcast studio in person, so that we can record our podcast episodes not on Zoom, not on Microsoft Teams, but in person with cameras, microphones, and a more cohesive feel to be able to record an episode and have our guests join us in person. So that's that's something big I've been scheming up in the background for the past couple months. I have a few things in the work that I haven't even told you guys about yet that would that'll be really cool. But that's going to be a big goal for 2023. And I can't wait to host our first episode in person because I feel like it'll add so even more value than we can add already. 
by allowing us just to have that genuine in-person type conversation that you can't always have when it's over, you know, recording on Microsoft Teams. But kind of diving into a little bit what Zach talked about in terms of life purpose and vision for the future. And I think the, the first time that this came into my mind was when I read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. And it, it helped me look at things like Zach talked about, the difference between life goals and life purpose. And life goals can be something that the type of person you want to be. But I think purpose ties into what you want your legacy to be. And the the biggest phrase that I've come up with and kind of thought about for the past couple of years now is my purpose in life is to create a financially stable and financially free future for myself and my family. And it really ties into things that are important in my life, both in stuff that I enjoy in and I enjoy making money, I enjoy working, but also in the future of family where I want to be able to spend time with my kids, spend time with my wife, and say if I want to leave on a Tuesday to fly to California and sit on a beach, I can do whatever I want when I want. So I think that's that's the big underlying reason behind my purpose. So it's kind of twofold in terms of doing whatever I want when I want, but also creating a life of stability for my future family. So really, I guess to recap what I just talked about, in terms of financial goals, I'm looking to double my gross income or my gross taxable income. I want to read or I will read 12 books or one book a month. I need to buy or rent a permanent location for luxury auto detailing. And then I need to buy one commercial and then one residential property. And lastly, put a podcast studio in person together so that we can record our episodes. So I would say that's that's the biggest things that I'm focusing on for 2023. I love it. Well, that's solid. And I appreciate we're talking about all this because, again, it's going to not only keep each other accountable, but also, again, our listeners for for them to reach out, keep us accountable. Maybe perhaps they become our, you know, our FAC clients, but then also as well, hey, as our clients, hey, you know, Zach, Sean, you guys, I remember you guys talked about this on the podcast. Are you working on that? Oh, hey, I appreciate that accountability aspect, right? So no, I very much appreciate we're talking about this. I'm looking forward to seeing, especially that in-person podcast, because that's something we've been talking about. We've been in the works on for a while. So I'm excited about that. So I appreciate that, Sean. Um, in terms of mine, I also have six and I have my purpose. So I, I like to have my first one is my primary one. And then the remaining five are by no means in a certain order. These are just how I have them. But just like Sean as well, I have, again, the first one is the most important one to me for 2023. It's my spiritual. And the remaining five are emotional, physical, financial, FLI, as well as full-time. Um, so I'll talk about that. I'll break those down. Uh, so spiritual, uh, I have this kind of in the, not the full um, you know, scheme of the smart goal, but especially in the S so specific, it's relatively specific, all these, but then I don't go into the M A R N T. Um, but in terms of my spiritual, my S would be specific. It says, I want to fully read and fill out the book titled 30 days to understanding the Bible. Uh, and then now read after that, the Bible, the English standard version, English standard version of the Bible to form a solid relationship with God. That's something that I feel like uh, for me, I, I really want to embark on a journey or embark on that journey. 
I know I can find a lot of my identity and my morals in that. And I'm very much excited to form that more solid relationship. I know you guys probably are, are knowing that I actually just recently came back from the standard uh, end of your conference. And there's so many conversations, you know, in the finance and in the in the business and all these kinds of things. But the big nugget that I really wanted to tap into was to ask guys there who are very much spiritually grounded, you know, how how can I become not necessarily like you guys, but how can I understand more of my faith? That's something that I think for me growing up, by no means was I lost out of my faith. But as as I grew up and as my parents got busier, we just naturally stopped going to church, you know, less and less and less. But I understand that, you know, religion, there's so much more like grounding and reasoning and identity found in religion. And for me, like I, I want to embark on that journey. And for those who I know who are on that journey and have, you know, opened up and blossomed in that area, they're very much, you know, they understand who they are. They understand that God loves them and all these kinds of things. So that's something that I very much want to embark on in 2023. But it starts on, it starts with, you know, building a better relationship with God. So again, reading the word, understanding even the reasoning behind the word. Um, praying more and just building that more solid relationship. So that's something that I very much want to embark on in 2023. But again, understanding uh, 30 Days to Understanding the Bible, that book I was actually put onto at this end of your conference by one of Hafiz's friends, Zach Richardson. Shout out to him. Just He just really plugged me with that and really tapping into that book. I'm super excited. So that's the biggest thing for me is spirituality in, in 2023. Uh, number two, again, all these, the rest of these now are not in any order. Uh, number two is emotional. So I say that I want to tap more into my uh, my mentor, Javon Langford, for some therapy sessions. Uh, he's he's a, And I would love to actually have him on the podcast. I actually just talked to him a couple of days ago and I, uh, I let him know, I'm like, you know, Javon, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Awesome guy. He's big into the male masculinity space and understanding mental health and guiding young men and mentoring young men. And he's been my mentor for, I think, almost a year now. I think we started becoming mentor, mentees, having that relationship, I think, last year, December. So, uh, you know, I've been talking to him for a while, and I'd love to have him on the podcast. But he, he just the way that he talks and the way he can just, like, you know, help you, you know, through your process. But, like, every word he drops, every word he says, it's it's with intention. It's with purpose, right? And he, and he he's just he makes you think in some very interesting ways. I know I want to t- tap in more with him. I know, actually, Tyrone as well. I... I introduced Tyrone to Javon and they've been forming a really good relationship as well. Now, you know, they're mentees and mentors. They have that relationship as well. But from what I've been hearing about, you know, while they've been talking, I'm like, wow, like, that's really good. Right. So I want to tap in more with him, kind of get some more of that, that emotional groundedness as well. Um, so that's one of my things in 2023. I'm excited to tap in with. And again, I would love to have him on the podcast. So shout out to him. And hopefully you guys will be able to see him here on the pod pretty soon. Um, physical. I might've said this before on a previous pod. Um, but I've actually increased the weight for 2023. So I want to achieve a weight of 175 pounds, but still remain that 10% body fat composition. It's interesting. I think before I said 165, so I added 10 pounds. And where I'm currently at, I'm actually currently at 162. So I'm three pounds off. I didn't fully hit that goal. Like I said, three pounds off. But I'm actually at that. I'm actually at 10%, or I guess you could say like like maybe 10.3, whatever uh, percent body fat composition. So I want to remain that, but build more muscle. Which again, that would be 10 pounds of more muscle. If I can do that in 2023, that'd be awesome. But as people know, it's a little harder to build muscle than it is to to lose fat. So I'm going to be trying to do a, a lot of that and focus on you know eating more. I think that's for me. I've always been not necessarily skinny, but a little more like slimmer. So I've got to be eating more and being able to you know withstand more more food into my body. Um, so obviously that requires more meal prepping on my side and more, you know, diligency with planning my meals and whatnot. So I'm going to be doing a lot of that. So that's one thing I want to work on in 2023 is achieving a way to set 175 pounds while again, retaining that 10% body fat composition in terms of financial. Again, that's probably what everybody wants to hear since we're on the financial literacy Institute podcast. 
Um, for me, as, as, as a lot of our listeners know, as you guys know as well, I'm actually like a student until I graduate in May. So I'm not making that big boy money just yet. But I'm excited because when May comes around and I get that full time job, right, I will be making that big boy money. So for me, you know, starting in May and having the rest of the month to, to go through that um, or rest of the year uh, um, that I mean, what I really want to do and I'm excited, obviously, having all this financial knowledge and be able to manage even the little money that I have before I start making the big money. This is why I like telling people. It's like, guys, if you can manage one hundred dollars now at this small scale, you can start to begin to manage or even have the understanding to manage one hundred thousand dollars when you start making it. Right. So for me, I, I always think about this and I get excited when I say this. I'm like, golly. Like, let me start making big boy money and the plays I'm going to be making surreal. So uh, one of the big things that I want to, you know, achieve by the end of 2023 is across the board, just have to just it's as simple as simple as I want to acquire a $50,000 net worth by the end of 2023. Right. Because for me, you know, which is really cool, um, like I'm waiting on and, and it's fine if it doesn't happen because who's 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 to know what happens now but papa joe coming in with that with that uh uh student loan debt forgiveness I and mean, if that doesn't happen then i already have like plan c d and e like in place to you know wipe off that debt but also as well if you guys are familiar with the engineering trajectory award that the university of akron awards uh 10 engineers uh i'm in the i'm in line to get that so i'm, I'm super glad about that that knocks off ten thousand dollars student let or student don't or student uh debt uh loan debt uh, but assuming that those two things come into play, I'll actually be graduating debt free, which is super cool. Um, but then again, start making money around May time, that, that big boy money. And all are uh, obviously already having the assets that I currently have. I want to have that $50,000 net worth wherever wherever it is, whether it's Roth IRA, whether it's a general investing account, whether it's real estate, doesn't matter, across the board net worth of 50K within 2023. So that's kind of my, my, my simple but yet big goal for financial. So I'm super excited to you know, get that, that full-time job, start making that full-time money to acquire that net worth. Um, in terms of FLI, I said that I want to have earned over 25 quality testimony slash reviews from our services like FAC, as well as our future services. I think for me, uh, as you guys might have known, like I'm very much uh, am enjoying this financial accountability coaching program, you know, working with their clients. I actually just had an amazing conversation with one of our clients there, or amazing session, I should say. And really what I'm hearing from, you know, what I'm seeing on the on our surveys, because we like to send out surveys every time after our sessions, just to gauge, you know, how well we're doing, how well we can improve our services for our clients. Because, again, we really do care. But just realizing, like, I want to, you know, over deliver. Like, I love, you know, providing more value um, to our clients than they're, you know, than they're, that they're, that they're paying for. And I think that just get that just like gives them the sense that, that we do care, which is true. We do care. Right. So what's really cool is that I would love to just give more of that value, just provide, just give. And that will, you know, in return, give us, you know, proper and quality testimonies and reviews like, wow, these guys do care, da, 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 which is gives more message than what we can get. Right. Because as a business, um, people can say, oh, well, you guys are business. Obviously, you guys are going to say that your services are good. Sure. Go look at our reviews and testimonies. You can hear from other people. They will they will vouch for us. They will say you can hear from the horse's mouth how we are. Right. And they'll tell it straight whether it's good or whether it's not. Right. But one of my goals is to earn over 25 quality testimonies or reviews. So that's on me to provide that kind of quality so that, again, the horse, quote unquote, our clients can, you know, uh, profess that. So I'm super excited to continue working on FAC as well as, you know, any other future services like it's our tools online or it's our courses in the future. It's our podcast, like whatever that means. I want to provide more so we can get more of those quality reviews and testimonies. So that's one thing for 2023 as well. Uh, and in terms of full time, again, I already alluded to this, but 
um, in terms of, you know, getting that full-time job, as you, I might've talked about this on the podcast before, right? I very much realized that even though I'm studying biomedical engineering, my mind and my future isn't necessarily in biomedical, nonetheless engineering. So I can definitely see myself, you know, going into things that actually capitalize on my strengths, right? So my actual goal, it says, I want to have an occupation that I can fully get behind, enjoy, and that works on my strengths. And I give two examples. I say sales and financial advising, right? And the reason I say that is I very much realized at least this last semester that I'm very much, well, I, I know, I've known that I've, I've been a people person, but like, hold on a second, there's clinical sales. There's, you know, there, there's, there, you can become a salesperson in this biomedical engineering space, right? And I'm like, wow, you know, going to more Fisher Institute meetings, being part of SSE now, Society of Sales Engineers, right? Being around you guys. It's just like, I, I can see myself in that sales space and there is space for me in that space. So um, looking more and applying to more jobs in that space as well. Um, on top of, you know, talking to a couple guys in the standard at the at the end of your conference, it's like, you know, there are opportunities at places like, you know, Fidelity, Vanguard, Charles Schwab, obviously the name goes on, um, you know, Northwestern Mutual, like there's there's so many, right? In terms of maybe being financial financial advisor, obviously this is a passion of mine, I can enjoy it, obviously take it to the next level. Uh, I've been talking to a couple of guys and they're saying like, you know, you can, you can start out with getting your, you know, your SIE, right? And then after that, Series 7, Series 66, right? And I'm just, I'm learning more of these terms and learning more of this lingo and, you know, obviously taking the, this kind of information to the next level, to more of that professional level. I wouldn't mind that, but it doesn't matter. The, it doesn't matter sales, financial advising, really at the end of the day, the actual goal talked about having occupation that I can fully get behind, enjoy and work to my strengths. Right. And the reason I say that is I've talked about this in my past, you know, again, this is not knocking any of my, any of the companies that I work for, but let's say, you know, some of my uh, engineering co-ops, I just realized I'm not that person that can, you know, uh, that fully enjoys, you know, being in SolidWorks all day or, you know, working on Minitab or Excel or, you know, all the, in the lab doing tests. Like I am a people person. I am a person that loves finances. I am a person that loves, you know, sales and marketing. Like that's, those are my strengths, right? So even though I study X, I might want to go into Y in terms of, you know, career path. And by no means am I restricted to just X. So I'm talking to people, leveraging networks and whatnot to kind of see if I can go and embark on, on Y. That's kind of my thing in terms of full time, because I know when I can fully get behind again, going back to the when I can fully get behind my work. And as if I was a consumer to buy whatever product or service that I'm actually you know, working on, would I would I buy that? Right. I, I fully believe that if I can actually fully you know buy into the product that I'm serving or you know servicing, then it's like, OK, I can get behind this and do this every day. That's why with FLI and this FAC program, like the way that I know that I'm conveying what I'm doing or what we're doing with these services, if I was not on the FLI team and I was a, you know, a client, I would buy into this because I know what we're doing and I get behind it. Right. So taking that to the full-time level, I would love to, you know, wake up every day and not like, Oh, I'm going to my nine to five. No, I want to enjoy that. I want to enjoy the product or enjoy the project, product service, whatever that I'm doing. So that's kind of the big thing. Cause again, that's kind of something I've been worrying about these probably the last two years is like, Oh, the co-ops like, is this what full life is or full-time is in, in real life? And it's like, no, there are more than, there's more than what meets the, the eye here. So those again, at a high level are my six goals against spiritual, emotional, physical, financial, FLI, full-time. Um, and then now in terms of purpose, right. Um, I think for me, it's, I wouldn't say it's general, but it's, it's very much tailored to me. As you guys know, like I'll read it verbatim. It says to be a holistic masculine man who is also a utilitarian to his community, right? And the reason I say that, I'll kind of break that down, right? Because there's two sections there. To be a holistic masculine man 
but then also who's a utilitarian to his community. So that holistic masculine man, again, even how my goals are set up, I like talking about that spiritual, emotional, physical, and financial, because I think those four pillars are very holistic. It's not just financial. It's not just physical. It's not just spiritual. And it's not just emotional. It's all of these four, right? It's encompassing. And I think the more well-rounded, the more I can able I can be able to, you know, uh, actually be a utilitarian to community, whether it is the financial area of FLI, whether it is the, you know, um, spiritual to, you know, um, people who are trying to get into that space. Again, that's one of my big things in 2023, whether it is physical and plugging people with my phys, you know, my, my, my gym regimen or my, my diet, my, uh, my meal plan regimen, whatever, like whatever I can be more encompassing within, again, not necessarily being a jack of all trades and a master of none, no, but being a jack of four trades, right. And being master of those four trades. And if, if that makes any sense at all, but um, to be that kind of holistic man, but then also to, I love giving back. I love serving. I think that's my thing. Again, going back to the spiritual, whatever my gift is, instead of just keeping it to myself, I love serving. That's why I'm on FLI. Like this is a gift that I know I just have a passion for finance. I have a knack for finance doing stuff like this with FLI. I want to serve. I want to give. I even talk to, I talk, you know, when I hop on these consultation calls, I love talking to people. I'm like, guys, this is what I do. Like hop on these calls with me. This is what I enjoy doing. Right. I want to serve. I want to give. So um, that's something for me that 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 I, I can define as my purpose as being a holistic man, but also being a utilitarian, being able to serve to his community. So, again, that's kind of me in a nutshell for 2023. And I'm excited for, you know, you guys keep me accountable in those areas. And likewise, for me, unto you guys. I love that. Great, great goal, Jenka. And I, I like what you or how you explained your purpose there, too, and the, the different aspects of that. So thank you for sharing that with not only us, but the audience as well. And it's it's crazy to think about that you know 2022 is over at this point yeah. like we we started fli january of 2022 and we're almost at our one year anniversary and if you would have told me we'd be where we're at right now a year ago i probably would have laughed and uh, i mean it's a testament to both of you the progress that we've made this year and the the goals we've been able to crush the people we've been able to help and the people we've met both in person and on the podcast episode so i i appreciate both of you so much i think i thank you for the work that you guys have put in and i'm so excited to see where fli goes in 2023 and on january 1st when we're reviewing our uh, eos steps and goals for the next year i have no doubt that we're going to kill it both in the FLI realm and in the personal realm. And one last thing too, before we end the episode here, I wanna ask all of us to give one piece of advice for ourselves or ourselves at this point next year. So Zach, if you wanna start. Yeah, for sure. It's unique. Normally people, you know, asking, you know, if you could give your younger self advice, what would you say? But you're saying, you know, give your older self advice. So, um, <sighs> I think a piece of advice for myself would be to be content with where I'm at, but not stagnant, right? Sometimes with all of the goals I have, you know, with my whiteboard, with everything I'm trying to accomplish day to day, I allow myself to get too stressed out day to day with what I want to do and the lack of immediate progress I'm seeing, right? Um, I do want to stop and smell the roses a little bit. I think that's good advice for anyone, including myself in the future. Um, don't be stagnant, but be happy with where you're at, right? Uh, don't lose a drive and don't stop progressing and stop making effort. But don't be frustrated if you don't see immediate progress. Um, just like anything, like the stock market, like 
school. I mean, you're going to go down. You're, you're going to get worse sometimes before you get better. So I think be happy, be content, but don't be stagnant is the advice that I'd give. No, that's good. I, I like that. And, yeah, and I, just, I even just want to fully like understand. So you're saying, uh, Sean, what's some advice that uh, like we would get as we look back at this, right? In next year, or are you saying that next year, like 2024, and we're looking at this at the end of 2023? Oh, what did we say for 2023? Is that kind of like what the question is? I more so along the lines of when we're at this point in 2023, doing our end of the year episode. What advice would you give now to that future self? Mm-hmm. You know, you look at how okay. people are like, what would you give your younger self? Give your older self. Kind of like, so yeah, kind of like some some time capsule type thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, that's awesome. I actually like that. Um, hmm, this is good. This is good. This is good. So looking back at this, and obviously we're going to hit all these goals. We're going to crush them. Like, that's just the kind of people that we are, which is awesome. I'm going to say that Inca... When you're listening to this, hopefully you're enjoying what you're doing, because I think that's something that, you know, I've always kind of struggled with in my head. It's like, should I be doing things because other people told me to do things or should I be doing things because school told me or society told me? It's like I realized even this last like half of the year that I'm doing more things that Yinka enjoys and I'm taking more control of what Yinka wants to take control of. Right. And I've, like, I've told you this, you know, to so many people, I've told you guys this so many times, like, I'm just viewing life as a game now. Now, again, not being reckless, that's not the kind of person I am, but I'm taking more control of my life. And that sounds like cliche, because people can just say that, but, like, I am very much prioritizing different things over other things, because I am taking more control of my life. So, I guess advice is, when, you can, when you're hearing this, again, I'm pointing, I'm looking at you right, right in the camera. Hopefully you're doing what you enjoy, and I know that you will be, and if not, make that change, because that's what truly matters, my guy, so. That's my advice. I love that. Excellent, excellent advice for yourself and for all of our listeners too. And I think my advice to my future self is take some time to smell the roses and take in the the precious moments of life. And something that kind of sticks in my head is the one quote from The Office where he talks about, I wish we would have known we were in the best times of our lives when we were in them. And I think we always, and I probably butchered that, but I think, you know, when you're trying to accomplish goals and you're trying to scale up and hustle, a lot of times we gloss over, you know, some great moments in our lives because we're, we're, we're chasing or we're trying to push for that next great thing. So I want to challenge myself to take a little bit of time and just like take a deep breath, relax, and like enjoy the precious moments of life because we never know, you know, the last time that we're going to get to do something and the last time we're going to get to see someone. So like it's it just it, it puts it in perspective because life is a fleeting, a fleeting thing. And uh, you never know when the last time that you're going to get to experience something. So you might as well make the most of it. So not to get all philosophical and all emotional about it, but. Just take take a deep breath and smell the roses. I love that. That, that, that couldn't be real. That couldn't be further from that. Or couldn't be closer to the truth, I should say. So, no, I'm excited when we all can look. Because, again, that time capsule thing, when we can all look, look back at this or listen to the, listen to this, and you're like, oh, like, you, like that, that, you know, um, that smelling the roses. It's like, you know what, 2023, I did smell the roses. Or 2023, I didn't as much, but 2024, yeah, I need to now. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever that check-in is, it's good to have that kind of advice for the future. So I like that question, Sean. I appreciate that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you guys for going over your goals for 2023. I look forward to doing this again next year and seeing where we're at and seeing what we accomplished and seeing how we can make them that much better. So with that, this has been another episode of On The Fly, and we hope everyone has a safe and happy new year, and we look forward to joining you in 2023. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to On The Fly, a Financial Literacy Institute podcast. If you'd like to learn more, check out our website at www.thefli.net and our Instagram at The Financial Literacy Institute. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode as we teach the financial literacy skills we should have learned in school.